Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Amira, and I want to thank you right now before we even jump into this week's episode, which I know you're going to love. I want to thank you guys for subscribing. I want to thank you for all the awesome reviews that have been coming in. You guys always answer the call. I mean, I ask and you guys give it. So thank you so much for the reviews. Thank you for your support. For those of you who have been logging into Patreon and pledging your love for Brunch and Slay, not just the podcast, but just the movement that is Brunch and Slay. I cannot thank you enough. And for those of you who are wondering, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Brunch and Slay, and you can find out all the details on how to be a supporter. Now, this week we have a treat and the spirit of heart awareness and, and, you know, making sure that we are really taking care of ourselves. This guest this week is important. And I wanted to make sure that she was on to share her story this month in the month of February. I have Michelle Collins, who is a speaker and author of Spirit Check. She's a mentor and mother, wife, and so much more. And I can't wait for you guys to hear her story because it's going to shock you. So before I go into too much detail about her life, I want to welcome her to the show. Hello, Michelle. How are you? Hello, Amira. I am well. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. Now, we're going to do a little housekeeping, y'all. So, you know, this is not, none of this is scripted. So, Michelle, can you move your mic just a little bit closer to your mouth? (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. That's better. Okay, great. (laughs) So, uh, you know, Michelle, I I, I gave him a little bit teaser about you. um, But, of course, no one will ever tell your story the way you tell your story. So, if you don't mind, let's jump right into how Spirit Check came to be. Oh, absolutely. So Spirit Check, my book that I wrote about six months ago, um, Practical Solutions for Emotional Mastery, actually was birthed um, after I experienced um, where my spirit was broken. Um, However, I wasn't aware that was what was going on internally. And it was broken so much that it affected me physically. And, um, you know, it was a year when I had just turned 40 at the top of that year. And so now, uh, this is October, it affected me so much that I suffered a heart attack on October 15th, um, a year and a half ago now. And, um, you know, So what I had to do as part of my personal healing, I had to go on a uh, sabbatical. And what that meant for me was um, quiet time. It definitely meant for me setting boundaries. It meant um, releasing myself from assignments that weren't serving me as far as emotionally and mentally. And if that meant physically, I also removed myself from uh, those toxic environments and people. Um, And it really meant that I was getting to know my body um, in a better way because, um, you know, I was kind of going on as if I was a machine with all of my responsibilities, which is what we tend to do as women, especially culturally. Sometimes we hear the only way to be is 
you know, a strong woman. And so you just get it done no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on. Um, you just figure it out and you keep it moving. And all that is good uh, until your body says, we can't do this because you're not taking care of yourself. And so during that sabbatical, a lot of reflecting happened, a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation. I started eating cleaner. I was exercising and it wasn't even massive. This was just like at home, stretching, doing things to just make my body um, feel better and my mind feel better. Um, so I was on another level. And in that quiet space, within 90 days, I wrote Spirit Check. And it really came from being quiet and getting to know me and listening to my body and then being able to reflect on what happened. Like, how did I get to that point where my body broke down in such a massive manner. Um, one of the things I promised myself in the hospital, because I came out of the hospital, then I went back to have an outpatient surgery. And so that day when I was released from my surgery, after having my surgery, I promised myself that I would never be back there. Of course, I meant physically, but even more so emotionally and mentally. And so in that time of being reflective and healing and journaling and everything else that I mentioned, Spirit Check was born. Wow. Now, obviously, there's a ton of questions and we got to back up because I want people to know, <laughs> you know, you and I have talked before and we definitely, you've told me the story. So let's mm -hmm. back up because I want people to get a clear picture of what it was like. This woman, you know, we folks who are about to hit 40 or just turn 40, that is the new 25 in my book. So you yes. were vibrant, you were living the life, you go to the hospital, you find out you had a heart attack. And what does the doctor tell you? So the doctor told me a couple things that still stand out to me this day. First of all, I was born with a heart murmur and um, throughout my life, I would always um, experience palpitations. And so these would come once a year. It depends on how stressed I am. But all I would usually do is inhale, exhale, wait about 60 seconds or so, and then it just subsides. Well, that day of my heart attack, my heart began to palpitate at 11.30 a.m., and it didn't go away. It didn't subside as per usual, as what I was used to. Um, needless to say, to make a long day short, as far as um, sharing with you, it was 9.30 p.m. that I suffered the heart attack. So from 11.30 a.m., my body was giving me warning signs, as it always had throughout the years. But that day was different because it didn't go away, the palpitations. And so one of the things my doctor said to me was, you need to create a new normal. It is not normal to have palpitations. And then you just think that you need to breathe it out and wait a little, uh, wait a little bit, and then it will go away. So the minute you felt the palpitations, whether it was six years old or 15 or 23 years old, you should have been in some doctor's office telling him or her about that condition so that it could be looked at and that it could be addressed. So the simple fact that I had been doing that for years and I thought it was my normal, um, he said, create a new normal. The other question that he asked me, he said, Michelle, you're not overweight. You are not on drugs. And I'm trying to figure out why are you here? What are you doing here? And I believe that, Amira, that is probably one of the most profound 
profound questions that a doctor can ask a patient that we can ask ourselves. And I've been thinking about that question still to this day. Sometimes when things happen to us, the first thing we ask is why. But somehow God re kind of adjusted my thinking to it's not about why, it's about where. Like, how did you end up in that location? So daily since that time, I kid you not, I am always asking myself, where am I? Where am I mentally? Where am I emotionally? Where am I physically? In other words, is it aligning with what I'm supposed to be doing? Is it aligning with my destiny? Am I walking in harmony? Am I living in harmony? Or am I doing things out of obligation, out of guilt, out of fear? I'm always checking in, essentially checking my spirit. And hence the book, I had to check my own spirit. A book was birthed. And now I'm sharing with others how to check their own spirit. Okay. So first of all, let's, once again, let's break it all down. (laughs) So (laughs) number one, you said something that I think a lot of us need to hear. You were basically self-diagnosing yourself. You Mm -hmm. were figuring out something that worked for you. You thought it was perfectly fine, which I'm sure some, and and you know what, I'm really glad we're sharing this because I want to also say heart disease is the number one killer for women period. Correct. No one Mm -hmm. ever thinks it's going to be them. So I think it's so important to have this conversation, uh, period. So you have these symptoms. There's tons of people out there born with heart murmurs. They think, oh, that's just the way it is. This is the way it Mm -hmm. goes. Anytime you feel anything, you should be going to the doctor. You make make time. All of us want to say Mm -hmm. we're too You want to put it on the back burner? No. Oh, just because three days later it doesn't happen doesn't mean that you didn't have that three days prior. So take Mm -hmm. your health seriously. Number one, we have to say that again, take your health seriously. This is not a joke. You were truly blessed to be able to even be 100% recovered and be able to have this conversation and birth this book. And I truly believe it's to help other women because there's, there are tons of women out there who are filling their plate up, doing, like you said, being that stronger woman, you know, wearing 12 different hats, why mm-hmm. not watching the company they keep? People don't realize all these things weigh on you. That's why we die of heart disease as women. I'm not claiming that. You let me make sure Correct. that's clear. But mm-hmm. like your doctor said, you weren't overweight. You weren't using drugs. You know, you weren't doing anything to, to, to warrant high risk heart disease or heart failure at 40 years old. So Correct. you talked to me and we said, you know, you, what you realized when you really did the reflection after the doctor asked you that is you realized you were mad. Can you Absolutely. Because there's plenty of folks that don't even recognize it. And, and, I, and I commend <laughs> you for owning it and putting it out there because most folks won't even recognize and say that they're mad. You could be mad about the trifling company you're keeping, about your job, about your station in life, about taking that man back who keeps cheating on you, about those kids who will keep missing curfew and stressing you out. You could be mad about tons of things. And it's time to put a label on it and figure out some different options. So take it from here, Michelle. <laughs> Absolutely. So within the book, Spirit Check, what happened was I share on um, five toxic emotions, jealousy, intimidation, fear, pride, and anger. And I wrote them in that exact order. It wasn't until I got to anger and I started writing about it that I realized, wow, the reason, the underlying, underlining, deeply rooted reason I suffered a heart attack was because I was angry. Now, let's be clear. This kind of anger 
you probably wouldn't see upon meeting me, talking to me. Um, it wasn't, you know, how you say the wrong thing to some people and it's the wrong button, the wrong day, and then they just go off on you. That, first of all, that's not my personality. And through this time and season of my life, it definitely wasn't something that you could detect. I didn't even know that it was within me. And what happened, though, when I had started that year, I told you that I had turned 40 at the beginning of the year. Um, and so with that, as with birthdays, as with a new year, you kind of, again, there's that question, where are you? So you kind of look at your life and the different responsibilities and your dreams and your goals and your vision, and you're kind of seeing, you know, are you in alignment? Are you headed in the right direction? And so when I looked at my life, there was an area that I was not happy about, and I was very disappointed that I had found myself in that situation. Even though I was communicating that to my wonderful husband and my supportive parents, I still mentally and emotionally could not figure out how did I get to that space, uh, place, location in life. And I, I kept voicing that over and over all throughout the year and the months to come. I am so confused. How did I get here? And I was disappointed. So my disappointment, my confusion, excuse me, led to disappointment, which led to anger. And because it wasn't easily detected or easily visible, I was still being a mother angry. I was a wife angry. I was still serving angry my community. I was still living out my dreams and my goals, but I was deeply, deeply angry because I was disappointed. Uh, whenever we feel like things are out of our control, we have to do something with that emotion. And mine was anger. Your, my, yours might be bitterness. Yours might be malice. You're, you might just shut down. You might isolate yourself. But whenever we feel like we can't solve something, we have to go somewhere with that. And so emotionally, and so mine was anger. And I realized I was angry. And so that's why, you know, spirit check is so important because what happens is a lot of us are living with different toxic emotions in our body that have affected us because of circumstances that were beyond our control in life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's living within us. We are not aware of it. You know, every now and then, maybe there's a sign here and there, maybe something, surf, you know, something happens and it surfaces, but it's really usually hidden, especially because we just keep going and we're not meditating enough. We're not doing reflection enough. We're not praying enough. We're not um, affirming ourselves enough. We're not journaling. There's so many mm -hmm. things, therapy, so many things like there's a combination of things that's going to keep you healthy and I learned my own personal combination and I would advise every listener to find out what your combination is maybe I don't need therapy but I definitely need exercise you know whatever it is find your combination to your health mentally right. emotionally obviously physically and spiritually as well and right. so I realized that anger was within me and it just was eating me up on the inside and I didn't address it. I was just, you know, like I said, serving and going day by day with it, carrying it with me. And one day my body said, we cannot 
do this any longer because our bodies are not separate from our emotions. In fact, our emotions affect us physically. And that's why we have to learn as women, as a culture, to master our emotions because our emotions, if we don't master them, they will tumble out of control Mm -hmm. and it can even cause death. Like that is how serious it is. And that's why spirit check exists because you have to check in daily with yourself, with what's going on, being aware of what's happening within you. Don't self-diagnose, but get the help and find your combination and do that so that you can remain healthy. Right. Now you guys can see how passionate Michelle is about this and rightfully so. So what I want to do before we, you know, go too far left and I want to break it down continuously so people can just kind of take these nuggets with them. Now you've been diagnosed, you've had this heart attack, you've had the surgery, you're home. You have this time now we have to reflect. Um, You've mentioned several different ways that people can kind of check their emotions and, you know, calm themselves down from meditation to prayer. What were your first steps? How did you figure out what path was best for you? Wow. The first, first thing I had to do was remove myself physically from toxic environments. Now, so, before, how did you recognize that they were, did you already know they were toxic? <laughs> I, I mean, I really, right? you know, people <laughs> listening who they're questioning right now. Okay. Should I just cut off my sister? Cause she gets on my nerves. Like we want to like, let's be clear because this is not, this is nothing. This is not a funny thing. We want to save lives, you know, with this message. So Right. How did you know? Did you already know they were toxic? How did you know they were weighing on you? How did you go about mm-hmm. that? So the beginning of the year, like I said, I knew that the place that I was in was not serving me because I could not receive from that place and I couldn't give freely to that place. So that's how I knew. And so I carried that all year. So when this happened, the first thing I did was release myself from the responsibility in that location and that allowed allowed me to look at the atmosphere with clear eyes in other words i'm not serving anymore i'm not giving anymore i'm looking at it for what it is just another place and so the first thing i did excuse me was release myself from responsibilities in in an environment that was toxic for me number two what i did was finally, eventually, release myself from the environment. But what I learned to do in the middle is um, be there physically, but not emotionally connected any longer. Um, And it's a process and everybody's process looks different. Maybe for, you know, a listener, they're able to do both at the same time or one at a time. For me, I had to do one at a time. I had to emotionally disconnect before I physically exited you know, and so that really helped me. And it wasn't easy because everybody didn't understand. Why aren't you serving the way you are you used to serve? Why aren't you giving the way you used to give? But when I think back to that day in the hospital and I think about how me not honoring myself, because that's really what it comes down to. It comes to honoring yourself and it comes to self-love. Like this is the highest form of self-love, being able to say this, you, that no longer serves me at my highest and at my best and what I deserve and need. So therefore, I have all the authority and the power within my own self 
to release you and the location and the situation and whatever relationship, whatever it is, because I'm choosing me. And for some people, they're choosing themselves over and over and over. And that's what I had to do. I had to say over and over, I'm choosing Michelle because I need to be healthy. I have too much to live for. And you know, all of these sound like cliches until they become personal to you. But I literally had to tell myself these things over and over, no matter Mm -hmm. if it wasn't understood by family and friends and foes and whoever is looking on, like I have to get on my path of wholeness. I have to get on a path of healing. And if you're in my way, or if this is in my way, I have to remove it, or I have to remove myself from it either way. But it's all about honoring myself. Okay. So now you've made this decision And you had some downtime, I'm assuming, in between making that decision. You kind of talked about the process of it was some steps for you. What tools did you you use? Was there a book? What resources helped you realize and and identify? Or did you just have an epiphany while you were laying in the hospital or soon after recovery? What tools helped guide you down this, this path? You know what? I had an epiphany when I was in the hospital because I knew the answer to the doctor's question. How did you get here? Why are you here? Um, And so that's when I made a decision because I already knew what got me there. Toxic people, toxic environments, not honoring myself, not being able to say yes and create boundaries. And I knew that I didn't want to return to a hospital, let alone have a surgery you know, and um, it just really, that was my epiphany that I'm not going to return here again. And so once I got out, that's when I began my process of what I needed to do. Um, And that was the first thing, releasing myself from responsibilities and then removing myself physically from location and relationships. Right. So now that you can look back and you can see that woman because you said it didn't just start. This is just when it basically, it was the, the height when mm-hmm. you actually experienced the heart attack, but you had been experiencing these, palp- these I'm sorry, experiencing these palpitations for years. So Correct. looking back now that you've seen all this and now that you've seen how much better and much, how much better your quality of life is um, after mm-hmm. removing yourself from these situations, what would you tell that 23 year old and, and that old self who was experiencing these things, thinking all she had to do was breathe through it and then yet keep submitting and putting herself back in these horrible situations. What would you tell her? I would tell her that, first of all, relationships, no matter how gifted or talented you are, no matter how passionate you are in doing what you love, uh, when it comes to relationship of any kind, it has to be reciprocal and it needs to be so balanced or excuse me, not balanced, but it needs to be so in harmony that at no time you feel you are giving more than you're receiving. That's rule number one. And then I would tell her that self-care is the highest form of self-love. And if you don't know what is self-love, then learn how to love yourself. Because the more that you love yourself is essentially going to equate to how much time you take care of yourself. And that means whole, W-H-O-L-E, body, mind, soul, and spirit. You neglect one, the other is going to suffer. 
because you need to be whole when you're taking care of yourself, when you're loving yourself, when you're giving yourself. And if you're not in it emotionally, but you're there physically, you're not serving that person. You're not serving at your highest level as far as your gifts are concerned. You're definitely not serving yourself or your God, you know, with what he has planned for you. And so those are the things that I would tell my 23-year-old self. Yeah. So now I, I want to ask this question, and I hope it's not difficult for you to kind of go back to that moment, but I would like you, if you could, to share. We know that initially you started out the, the show by telling us about, you know, the, how you felt that morning at 1130, but you said there were mm -hmm. signs all day. What were some of mm -hmm. those signs for those people who might be driving right now experiencing some of the same things that you experienced? How did that day escalate to that 930 when you actually had the heart attack? And what was that like? So the difference between this day, or excuse me, that day, and all the other times and years that I had palpitations is, um, it kept escalating as the day went on, even though I was breathing um, in and out, it never went away. However, I had responsibilities in that day. I had events to attend. I had a speaking engagement. I had children to pick up um, and drop off. Uh, I had shopping that I needed to do. And I did all of those things with my heart palpitating at such a level that by the time 9.30 and 10 p.m. rolled around and they checked me, they said, your heart was beating so fast, so rapidly, that you actually bruised the lining of your heart and your heart released acid into your body. So I, you know, everybody that saw me that day, again, you would not know how ill I felt, but by personality, if I tell you I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. If I'm going to do it, you're going to get all of me or none of me. That's my personality, right? And so sometimes our personality can really hinder our growth as well because that's just how we are. It's not what we say sometimes. That's just how I am. And sometimes we don't give room to adjust, you know, especially when it comes to the things that really matter, like our health. You know, and so I went through this day with my heart palpitating, um, executing at levels that you wouldn't know what was happening inside of me. And it's really funny because that's what happens on a day to day basis with so many women. We're executing, we're successful, we're doing what we're doing, but yet on the inside, so much turmoil is going on. But we're just ignoring it because it looks like success on the outside. As long as I execute, as long as I show up, as long as I get it done and check that off my list, then I'm a superwoman. That's what I am. But on the inside, we're hurting. There's pain. Our body is tapping us. Mm -hmm. In my case, our heart is beating like I need attention. Number one, stop. Number two, slow down. Number three, learn how to say no. Mm -hmm. Number four, get some rest. Yeah. Number five, get some clarity, like on and on and on. So yeah, mm -hmm. it was escalating all day, but I kept going. 
Right. So how did you know that you needed to go to the doctor? Did you, did it go past the palpitations? Did you, I mean, on the, you know, I asked this because when you see things on television, you see someone grab their arm, they fall to the ground. We don't know. And I, and I just want to be clear, just in case someone is experiencing this or has experienced it, or they hear a coworker saying some of these things, they could help them go that much sooner. Mm-hmm. So for me, what it looked like was, um, and if I tell you about that day from 11.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m., you would shake your head like, Michelle, I cannot believe that you did that. But I did. So around 9.25, I would say, um, I made it home, even though in conversations with my parents and my husband, it was like, go to the nearest emergency. I was in my, you know, I was glammed up from attending events. And so one of the things I said was, let me go home and change because I don't want to be stuck in emergency or in the hospital and I'm wearing this outfit. That's what I said. So I had gone home and I changed my clothes as weak as I was. I could hardly move and take off my clothes, but I changed my clothes and I was so weak. By that time, my husband was home and he was going to drive me to emergency. And I told him, let me just lay down for two seconds and then we'll go. And when I laid down, that's when I felt the shot of pain up my arm and I realized what was happening. And I called out to him and he came over and I was like, I can't breathe. But I was, you know, able to say that much. It mm -hmm. was very heavy and, you know, it was, it was just crazy and I was sweating and whatnot. And so he called 911 and they ended up coming and whatnot. And that's when they told me you experienced a heart attack. Wow. Wow. Thank you for your transparency. Um, I mean, in all honesty, how many of us know we've said that, you know, let me, I don't want to wear this or you're dressed up. You know, I don't want, I want to be comfortable. It's going to be cold in there. They're going to, I'm going to have to wait a long time. All those things, mm -hmm. these are all, everything you're saying is something I know that we all as women, especially as folks listening, mm -hmm. would have done, would have said, you know, would have kept on trucking because we're all go-getters. We're all trailblazers. Mm -hmm. We're all trying to, you know, leave our mark on this earth. But your leaving that mark could have been the last thing you ever did. And right. I hope you guys, I hope this is resonating with you guys so that we continue to share. That's why, and that I preach so much about self-health and wealth. You can't, mm -hmm. you said it perfectly when you said it, it's a whole package. You can't really do well in one area without doing well in the other. It has to be a priority. And I, I say that all mm -hmm. the time, you know, exercise, meditation, your connection has to be just as routine as brushing your teeth and washing your face. You should mm. feel bad when you don't do it because it is part of what fills you up and keeps you level. Um, and mm -hmm. that's so important. So, you know, thank you for sharing that. And now that you've come through the other side, you've created this book, yes. sharing it with other people. What is your mission now? Um, you know, now that you've experienced it. I think my mission is to really help us have better relationships because we're going to do better as people. I think that if everybody self-checks, spirit checks on a daily, and sometimes it's hourly, you know, I posted something on Instagram the other day that my peace of mind is my priority and I work on it hourly. Like that's how deep it is for me. Um, I can't let an hour go by um, you know, where I'm not ensuring that I'm at peace with everything in my life. 
And so if I self-check, if I spirit check on the daily as far as where my emotions are, why they're there, and try to master them and find out the root of them, um, then I know that I can have a good relationship with you because I come in peace. Everything that I do with you, whether you're my significant other, whether we're collaborating on an event, um, whether we are at a nine to five together, whatever it is, I, I will always be at peace with you because I'm at peace with myself. And I think that's what's missing. A lot of our emotions that we have gone, we have allowed to go unchecked has harbored something within us called toxic. And when we relate to others, we come from that space. And sometimes, most of the times, we're not going to be received unless we meet another toxic person and then it becomes like war. Um, but for the most part, you know, we're out here, some of us, and we're dealing with others um, from a place of hurt. And they don't know our story. They don't know our journey. Um, and sometimes we don't get an opportunity to share, like, listen, this is what I've been through. It happened when I was five. I never got over it. And this is who I am today. Please forgive me. We don't do that. And sometimes we don't, don't get an opportunity to do that. Honestly, people don't most know. people don't identify that it goes that far back. You know, a lot of times people tend to feel like it's everyone else. Or even if they can identify it, they just become reclusive and they just kind of keep it in and they keep on mm -hmm. painting that face and, and putting on that armor, just like you talked about. But that's what kills mm -hmm. us is what you're saying. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's important. Like you said, seek therapy, seek whatever that is that works for you, whatever gives you that peace. Let's all find it. figure it out. Let's <laughs> find it. Let's roll around in it and let's share it. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. now let's talk about the five day spiritual cleanse. Because I think people who are listening to this might really be interested in finding out different ways to just kind of start this journey. Absolutely. So at the top of the year, when everybody's doing their fasting, you know, and everybody's doing their cleanse um, and getting their physical bodies together, I was impressed to start a hashtag five day spiritual cleanse, which was being clean from the inside out. And through that, um, everybody that signed up, which was almost 100 people, so I was super excited um, because it's free, you get a daily email with kind of uh, a message, a nugget from me, just giving you practical steps, but also spiritual insight. And then you had an activity, whether it was a journal um, prompt or whether it was, you know, taking a walk outside to clear your head. Um, just different things. And then you also get an affirmation every day, something for you to reflect on, something for you to um, declare around, around you as well as within you. And so it just really keeps your mind in a space of um, clearing out all the junk from, you know, 2017 or even prior. Um, we're not that far into 2018. People are still signing up. So I love it. But, you know, the number one day one is uh, check in um, because really we want to be, um, you know, whole. So it's kind of like a journey to wholeness. So it really takes you on this journey to assess what's going on with you, what went wrong that has affected you that you may not be aware of. And then through the rest of the day, you work through that. And hopefully you come out on the other side more mature, but definitely with some information because that's what our emotions do. It gives us information with how to proceed. So really, I want you to proceed healthily and not toxic, you know, rid, not toxic inside of you. So 
Right. So this is something that people who are listening today could still sign up for. This is something you're doing year round. So this isn't something that you could be listening to this two years from now, and I'm sure to still be out there. Uh, This is just basically, you know, Michelle's way of, of, of starting the process for us and helping us realize, even if we think we're, and we all, Hey, we all are super women, obviously, you know, we Mm -hmm. bringing life into this world. So that makes you have a superpower in itself. Right. Right. But just to kind of reevaluate and take a step back and seeing if maybe you're spreading yourself too thin or not giving yourself right. proper care that you deserve and holding yourself right. accountable with this community that she's creating. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you uh, for doing that. And as you heard her say, is that no cost to you. This is something that you can do. Um, so I'm going to yes. definitely just ask everybody just to check it out. Um, you know, because I think that that's something that is definitely worth supporting for sure. Yes. So on a lighter yes, note, absolutely. we definitely, you took it there and we, and I'm glad you did. And I'm thankful you did. <laughs> Just in the spirit yeah, of brunch you. and slaying, what are you currently slaying in your life right now? What am I currently slaying? So what happened is once I, um, you know, took everybody on that five day spiritual cleanse, uh, at the end of that, you have an option of getting my ebook clean inside so that's what I'm playing, my new ebook. I have several speaking engagements coming up as well um, for women and for girls. And I'm super excited to just really take people on this path of wholeness. So every time I talk, um, I'm sharing my story, a different aspect of it, the same aspect. Like I never knew, you know, I've shared parts of me before, but I never knew that being so open and vulnerable, like you said, sharing a story really resonates. Um, with people. I've had women come up to me and say, because of you, I went to the doctor and had a checkup. Because of you, I'm now doing this. You know, I, you, so you think it's about you and your experience, and then you keep going, you realize this has nothing to do with me, but it's part of my assignment to make sure that each of us fulfill our personal assignments. So I'm super excited about all of that and what 2018 has already brought. I can't even keep up. So I'm just, you know, super grateful. That's, I mean, that's something worth being grateful for. You answered the call, you got quiet, you listened, and now you are able to help people and still create something new from that. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So the next, now, my other question that I ask all the guests now is, if you could brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive, this Saturday, who are you brunching with? I'm brunching with Michelle Obama. I'm brunching with Michelle Obama because, listen, the reality is first African-American in the White House and the most educated one that ever was in the White House, regardless of skin color. But she looks like me. I want to sit down with her, brunch with her and find out what steps, what tools, what mindset did she have? coming from Chicago that led her, enabled her to get to the White House and still remain authentic. Mm. That's called, definitely called being secure, 100%. There's no no doubt yes. about that. There was no <laughs> lack of confidence. There was no self-doubt. There was no, compa- and I'm sure at some point in her life, there was some comparison, but I definitely say, I will say this, her mom and her daddy raised her right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we got to yes. give them the credit because I just literally, before we got on this uh, recording, saw a, a post with somebody quoted 
President Obama and he said, you know, just like that Beyonce song where she says, let me upgrade you. That's what Michelle did for me. She upgraded me. So she called me in right too. So. (laughs) Right. Oh, I love it. There's lessons in in all of that. It's beautiful. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm loving, I, I love that. I just want to know, can I come? Can I just come by for at least the cocktail part of the, of the brunch? <laughs> you better be there. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Michelle, so how can everybody support you? Where can they follow you? Where can they find you? So my website is www.michelleharriscollins.com. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under the same Michelle Harris Collins. All right. Well, I cannot thank you enough for sharing your story. I'm so glad that you made it through. I'm glad that, you know, you did finally, I guess your body made you shut down, but I'm glad that you made it through. And I'm glad that you created this and in these tools. And I hope that you ladies out there and in males, whoever's listening, if you take nothing else from this episode, I hope that you realize that, you know what, time is finite. We don't have much time here. So take good care of yourself. This, this tool that we live in, that we're privileged to live in, if it's fully functioning, number one, give thanks, give gratitude. And number two, take good care of it. You know, fuel, put good fuel into it. I say this all the time. It's like, if you drive a, a fancy car, a luxury vehicle, it does not take regular unleaded. You have to put premium gas in it. So you have to treat your body it's, it, with premium materials from food, from exercise, from getting good rest, Treat your body like it's, you know, like you would that fancy car you're always washing because this is so much worth so much more and you cannot replace it. So thank you for listening. As always, I cannot express enough words. There aren't enough words to express how thankful I am to have your support week after week for your reviews, for you sharing, for you subscribing, and for you supporting. Uh, I thank you. And until next time, I'm Amira and this is Bunch of Science.